What's up, everybody? Live long and prosper, and welcome to Shared Universe Podcast Studio. My name is Ming Chen. Uh, I have a uh, couple very special guests here, but uh, before uh, Mike Zapsik is in the house. What's going on, folks? Uh, and uh, two very special guests. Uh, introduce yourself, sir. Uh, I'm Rob Perlman. And uh, you are an author? I am an author. Fantastic. Um, of many books, including Body by Starfleet, which just came out. That's amazing. And I have a contributor to the book uh, and fellow podcaster, Chris Tutella of the Iron Life podcast, which uh, proudly records here every week at a shared universe. What's up, Chris? Yes, sir. What's up, Ming? Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, for, for those of you who don't know me, I am a uh, strength conditioning coach. I own a training facility in Clark, New Jersey. As Ming mentioned, I do my podcast here, the Iron Life podcast. Be sure to check it out. And I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to contribute to uh, Rob's latest book here, Body by Starfleet. That's amazing. And uh, the uh, the brief description, Mike, is a full, it's a fully illustrated guy that bridges the nexus between stasis and health. Star Trek Body by Starfleet provides real, practical, and fun exercises for Star Trek fans of all ages and physical abilities so that they may boldly live long and prosper. Uh, drawing from the most celebrated and iconic elements of over 50 years of Star Trek, Body by Starfleet will provide any pop culture or junk food junkie uh, a fun and healthy way to engage their warp core and get moving. That's amazing. I, I, I assume you wrote that? I did write that. It's great. Okay, so yeah. just for reference, <laughs> With some help uh, from the marketing people. No, that's good. I like it. It's <laughs> yeah, I I, I love it. Um, where did your Star Trek fandom start? Oh God! Gee, I mean, let's see Star Trek. How about that? Why don't we start <laughs> with it started at Star Trek? Right. Are you? Uh, was it the original series? Was it Next Generation? Origi was it original series? Yeah. Okay. You know, I was smart I, man. I, I'm fortunate to never have been in a world without Star Trek. Yes. Um, it was always sort of on in the background. Um, whether in the living room or, or the, the bedroom. And my parents would watch it. My grandparents would watch it. So I think it just sort of slowly seeped its way into my brain. Yeah. Um, and it was in you know syndication and reruns sure. when I was a kid. So you We look this. of an age. Yes. So yes. yes. I, I, we look good yeah. for of an age. We look great. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it was just always on. It, it was always there. And, you know, Star Wars is great. I'm a 70s kid. I went to the movies. Yeah. It was my life. I had all the toys. Um, but that was an event. And Star Trek, to me at least, was a much more personal and intimate experience because it was literally in your house. And then once the movies started going, then you could mm -hmm. go out. But then TNG started. That was in your house, too. Right. And it, was, it was this amazing experience for an hour a day or an hour a week, depending on which reruns it was. You could sit down with your entire family and your friends and experience this right. together. Yeah, good, clean uh, science fiction fun. You learn something. Yeah. Uh, you learn to tolerate other cultures, races. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's skin, good, you, Ming. Skin you colors. You learn to tolerate those people. <laughs> uh -oh, well, I mean, political. Yeah, I mean, that was the main. That was one of the main points, though, right? Is that, you know, we, there are many different races in the galaxy. And True. And you should learn to get together. Uh, Starfleet. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was explaining to Chris, you know, how I got into the original Star Trek back in the, the day. It was on syndication, and it was on at 6 o'clock. Did you grow up in this area? or did Yeah, you Brooklyn. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was on PIX. Yeah. W, it was on, on, I'm sorry, I should say WPIX. WPIX. Because uh, they paid for that W. Yeah. And it was on. Alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was on at 6 o'clock every Saturday night. Uh-huh. Yeah. And depending on whether or not we went, uh, who we got for our, um, I was, born and raised a Catholic. So we had to go to 530 Mass. Mm. And depending on who we got for the, the priest, 
I'd rather get back in time to see Star Trek, <laughs> or more likely because um, we had the the long droning priest. Uh-huh. Uh, we get there at like six thirty and be half over, and I'm like, uh-huh. who wants to watch half a Star Trek? No one does. Right. But and my no, brother would watch. And there's no TiVo, so you couldn't. <laughs> and there's no TiVo. There's right. no VC. No VCR. Right. I mean, you. Yeah, they watched it. Ages. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, remember when you had to like plan to watch something? Hell yeah! And if you didn't see it, that was it. Planet it was of the Apes. Remember when Planet oh, yeah. of the Apes was a TV show? <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I'm. My father used to take us out to dinner once a month, and it was on a Friday. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're coming with us. I'm like, can I just stay home? Because if you missed it, that was it. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Cause you, you're done. Yeah, because. Yeah. When it came on for summer reruns, you weren't gonna get all of them. They they would take out certain sure. episodes, and you were, you were playing like Russian roulette with, mm-hmm. you know, watching your TV. It's like this sucks. Um, but I, I ended God. up sneaking out and turning on the TV in in um, the restaurant. So, uh-huh. but so you chose Doctor Zayas over your father. Uh, well, yeah. Well, uh, actually, I mean, my, father was, right? my father who was my father was Doctor Zapsik. So Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zapsik. So potato potato. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. They were pretty much the same yeah. dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't get into Star Trek. The philosophical aspects, like you, I was a Star Trek, uh, Star Wars guy. I'm mm-hmm. like yes, but the uh, the philosophical nature and the more you know cerebral parts of the science fiction. Mm. I didn't get until I was in high school when I was about 15 or 16 years old and, and it came on also on 11 Alive mm-hmm. at midnight. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of, that's one of the great things about Star Trek because when you were a kid, you were watching it for one reason mm-hmm. and enjoying it immensely. And then as you grew older, you're seeing these added layers to it. Your enjoyment of it isn't isn't dissipated or, or changed in any way. Right. It actually grows. It's enhanced. And, yeah. and I, I was telling Chris again, you know, in college, you know, oh, wow, that is so... And they were solving all of our problems for <laughs> us. We were just too stupid to get it. That's when it started to get deep. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. this is real deep. You know no. what? That guy with the white on one half and black on the other half, he's got to figure it out. Yeah, not just deep. Deep Space Nine, gentlemen. Yeah. 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 Odo. One of the Sharon. Yeah, and God bless Odo. Um, Odo. You know what, Renee, we, we had the honor of meeting him. Yeah, um, a uh, few times. Rene Aubergeois. Yeah, way to butcher that last I'm name. I'm not French, but unfortunately, <laughs> he passed away yesterday at the age of 79. Yes, uh, long and storied career. He was Odo, mm-hmm. but for me, he'll always be um, Boston legal. Oh. Oh. Him, Shatner, and uh, James Spader. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, so you channeled your fandom into your passion, which is writing. Yeah, you've written a number of Star Trek books. Uh, amongst them. Uh, Star Trek Fun with Kirk and Spock, uh, Star Trek Little Red Shirt's Book of Doom, which I think I'm going to get Mike for Christmas, uh, Star Trek Sh- Sh- Search for Spock, and The Wit and Wisdom of Star Trek. Yeah. So these are all ones that I think we would all enjoy. Thanks. Um, so what made you cross into the uh, a fitness book? It is a little uh, on the opposite side of the galaxy from the other books, if you will. You know, oh. you'd think, but not really. Okay, explain. Um, I think it's actually pretty close to fun with Kirk and Spock. So I, my day job, I work in publishing okay. as well. Um, so I obviously go to a lot of pop culture conventions and I go to a lot of book conventions. And I noticed the the similarities between people 
people's stories at especially Star Trek conventions, kind of like what I was just saying about sharing it with your moms and your dads mm -hmm. and your grandparents and how everyone finds something great in it. Same thing with children's books. You know, everyone has the favorite kids books for when they were little, remembering what it was like to be read those stories, to read them for the first time, real bonding experience with your whole family. So when I was writing, when the, the idea for Fun with Kirk and Spock came around, I was like, well, there's kind of the same thing. Um, there's sort of this deep-seated love for both of these things. Yeah. I wonder how I could put those together. So, you know, you go to all these conventions. The the Star Trek fandom in particular are incredibly supportive of one another. They're really encouraging. People from all different walks of life, all different socioeconomic statuses, all different physical abilities, heights, weights, races, ages. I mean, it's amazing. It's been around for 50 years. So you're getting people who watched the original series mm -hmm. when it first aired and now kids who are watching Picard, you know, for the first time. So I was always really struck by that. You know, they're, they're friends, but they're also family whenever they go to a Star Trek convention. And I see them on the Star Trek cruise every year. Yep. So when I joined Chris's gym, uh, it was the first gym I really joined, and I was scared out of my brains because I thought these are just going to be a bunch of lugheads. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We fit the description. It, it, it's a stereotype. <laughs> it's, it's a huge stereotype, yeah. and I'm going to have absolutely nothing in common with any of them, and they're going to want to bench press me <laughs> like they wanted <laughs> right. to in high school. And uh, it, you know, it was like a promotion for a month or something. Sure. And I was like, all right, I'll try it for the month, and then I'll just run screaming like I do all the time. And the more I went, the more I realized these are guys from all different socioeconomic backgrounds. They're from all different places. Yep. They're from all different occupations. They're of all different body types. And everyone was incredibly encouraging and supportive. And there wasn't one moment where I felt I should be doing something bigger, stronger, right? Faster, or, or I don't belong here. Or I don't belong. Or here. yeah, there, or this yeah. is not for me. Uh, yeah, I, I. That's. Part of the uh, what I love about um, the good gyms is you know try to say make you do something that you're not capable of but and and of course you you know there's a lot of people that those thoughts those fears those doubts run through your mind until you get there and see that you know most people are just trying to to help right if if they're in the most people who get into fitness typically get into fitness for the right reasons and are there to help you get to the next level and that's that's i think a, a big part of what what this book is about right is it doesn't matter where you are, but you can get better. You could take a step in the right direction. You could move forward regardless of where you're currently at, regardless of what level you're currently at, what experience you have or, or don't have. Right. Yeah. yeah. The book is not about being the skinniest or the strongest or the fastest. Right. It's about making small steps that make positive changes and then building on that until you can lead your best life. Is it about the Vulcan nerve pinch? Uh, no nerve pinches, oh. but there are Vulcan planks. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Yeah. So, uh, how far uh, you started training with Chris about two years ago? How far into that journey did you just did you think, hey, maybe I should do a uh, Star Trek fitness book? Uh, I, you know, maybe I should channel what I've learned. I think it and, was about a year. It was right before or after my second Star Trek cruise, um, or it, you know what? It was a Star Trek convention mm. actually, and I was prepping to go. It was, it was like two weeks away, and we were doing these. They're you call them Frankenstein's, but what are they really called? Yeah, well, um, well, Frankenstein's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So okay. you're, you're kicking up your your leg. But it's like a hamstring, a dynamic hamstring stretch. 
whatever. It's a Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, it was like you're walking like Frankenstein. Yeah, right? you're yeah, kicking your, yeah. your feet up. And as I was up. doing it, I realized, oh, this is just like the Gorn walks because he has absolutely no flexibility in, right. his, in his legs. No, that's pretty funny. And then we were doing crunches mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, just like Wesley crunchers. Ha ha ha. <laughs> that's funny. And I just, it went out of my brain as soon as it went in and I went to the convention and I came back home and I was like, wait, maybe that was something. Yeah. So I just started playing around with it a little bit. The one I really wrote, I wrote the Gorn one first and then we were doing um, Cossack squats mm -hmm. and I thought, well, Chekhov is Russian, so maybe we could do Chekhov's Cossack squats. Um, and I just started thinking about it more and, you know, talked to my publisher and my agent and they thought it was a good idea. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, so you just started writing um, and uh, you got Chris's input on this as a, as one of the top trainers in the country, oh, as yeah. your trainer. Uh, do you remember when he approached you and was like, hey, I do. He shot me an email and he said, I have this idea for this book and I want to get you involved. And, he, and I remember specifically, he goes, yes, you. Like I was questioning <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, OK, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down. So we sat down and we had a conversation about it. And uh, Rob told me what he wanted to do and the idea that he had. And I thought it was a fantastic idea. And I was excited to be a part of it because, as you all probably know, I'm pretty passionate about fitness and helping people get, you know, become their strongest self, getting to the next level of, of uh, health and fitness for them, like I mentioned before. And uh, when Rob said, came, approached me with this idea, I just thought it was really fantastic and something that I was excited to be a part of. So. Yeah, and you had to catch up kind of quick. Uh, I think you had to educate him a little bit, right? Because you have never seen an episode of Star Trek. Ah, oh, you guys are going to kill me for this. <laughs> no, no, so, not at all. I, not at all. It's, uh, <laughs> no, no, that's that's what the audience is for. <laughs> that, well, that's who I'm talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. At him. Never <laughs> at him. So, yeah, yeah. So, I am the meathead here, right? So, uh, my apologies in advance. But, no, I know nothing about Star Trek. Um, but if I could help people... Right. Then I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. So that's that's the way I was looking at it. So I will educate myself. I promise all you guys listening out there, <laughs> I will educate myself. I will start watching some uh, the, the original episodes. Right, Mike? That, Absolutely. That's, that's okay. where I would so start that, as well. That, OK, so I got to go and I got to educate myself. So you guys don't. Uh, they're yeah, on don't Netflix. Beat me up when you see me in the street. They're on Hulu. They're on <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much everything. Amazon yeah. uh, CBS Prime. Yes. Yeah, next time we see him, we talk of Mirror Mirror, Kobayashi Maru. Oh, my God. Uh, all yeah. that. Okay. I have a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> These are words you should know, Chris. <laughs> yeah, okay. the, Captain Pike, all this stuff. I right. grew fatigued, um, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I'm how, very um, sorry, everybody. Very from, sorry. Uh, from conception that, you know, when you went to, uh, when you first got hit with that inspiration to, yeah. uh, to the final page when you submitted the final copy, how long did that take? Um, I think it took about a year and a half until the book actually came out from proposal to book, Okay, um, which is actually a pretty quick clip for something like this. Um, the publisher was on board running mm -hmm. press. I've, I've worked with them before. They're amazing yeah. people. Um, Chris was incredibly accessible, so we were able to do what we needed to do mm -hmm. pretty quickly. Um, the toughest part was taking everything that Chris was giving me and then start tracking it up. Right. And figuring out where it fit. And right. How so it was fit. he diagramming or showing you in person? Was like, hey, this is, you know, this would be good for the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We went exercise by exercise and step by step. Mm -hmm. And then I took pictures of him, but not in a creepy way, <laughs> doing everything because we needed photo references yes. for the illustrator. Did he do. make you wear a red shirt? You know what? I, I thought I was going to be dressed up as Spock, but uh, uh. fortunately I was not. Bummer. That's for the director's cut. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. gotcha. oh, there you are. All right, cool. Yeah. 
Right, and uh, so your publisher has a has a Star Trek license, fortunately, or yeah. uh, or you know you were shut down pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as such, uh, I, I'm seeing uh, I actually have it up on the screen here for anyone watching on Facebook Live. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, you were able to use the characters as well. So I see uh, there's a Deanna Troy mm -hmm. uh, exercise here. Deanna Troy's uh, active listeners, uh, Vulcan side planks, which uh, this looks like. Uh, if it's not Spock, it's a very close-looking. <laughs> it's a reasonable. Well, person. they all yeah. look like Spock. That's they're true. supposed to. Yeah. So right, but uh, you know, you're not gonna have the estate of Leonard Nimoy coming after you. No, no Sarek. Uh, actually, Mark Leonard's coming after you. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, Cardassian <laughs> neck trick. So this is this is pretty cool. How, how you're able to yeah match up two of your passions uh, into this book. It was great. I got super, super lucky that all the pieces just sort of t fit into place really well. And and Chris was instrumental in making sure that all of the exercises were actual real exercises. Isn't it great how stuff like that just works out? Yeah. Just like everything falls into place. You're like, now I got a book. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. And this looks, this looks like it's stuff that maybe I could do. I don't know. I, mean, I could. I I'm, everyone could do, everyone could do it. Yeah. And let me ask you this. Did you ever think that you'd be the guy to write a fitness book? Oh God, no! <laughs> so that, <laughs> yeah. that's what I mean. I, I'm super proud of you, man. And in, in regard to that, I mean, this was something like getting into the gym was something that was fearful for you, and you know, you had anxiety when it came to, it and you decided to do it. And now you got a fitness book out there, and yeah. you, you, you're you're reaching more people and and helping them. So it's it's really uh, awesome to see, man. Yeah, it, it's great to know that what we were able to do through Star Trek, through Chris's know-how, is going to be out there helping yeah. people. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, you're living the lifestyle. You're, you're in great shape, from oh, what thanks. I've seen. I only met you about ten minutes ago. <laughs> but, you know, I yeah. jogged here. Ming knows right, these right, things all the way from uh, Northern Jersey. Yeah. And uh, I love all the illustrations. The graphics are Star Trek esque with the you know the rounded corners. Yeah. And uh, you know they look like the control panels. We are on brand. And, uh, yeah, and things like that. We and, should give a shout out to the illustrator Jason Kaiser, who did an amazing job in it. Jason Kaiser, yeah. great job. And uh, so I, I read in the description of your book. It is for beginners all the way up to experts. Um, um, so I, I was thinking, Mike, uh, you know, is there? A, could we demonstrate some of these exercises? Uh, you know, we have Chris here. We'll make Mike sure he do does it. it safely. Yeah. And uh, Mike, if you're okay. willing, uh, over here we do have. Do I get to do have... the Vulcan plank? Why, why don't we let Mike pick the exercise? Yeah, right. Yeah, go. Uh, okay. Or, uh, okay. you know, maybe if you have something uh, you do would the Vulcan suggest. Plank. You want to do Vulcan now, plank? Just, just for reference, when was the last time you moved at all? I actually go to the gym. You do? Okay. Yeah. So you worked out. When was the last time last you worked? Week. Great. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what does this consist of? You do weights, you do a little cardio around the track. Yeah. Okay, so you feel you're pretty you're you're pretty good. I swim, then. yeah. We do. Uh, I do laps. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Mike's clanging and banging. Right. Okay, yeah. are you gonna do regular planks or side planks? I'm gonna do Vulcan side planks because I want to do the. Uh, I want to give everybody the, okay. the Vulcan high sign. Okay. All right. So come over here, Mike. You're gonna get. So let me demonstrate for you first. Okay? Please. Yes. So the first thing you're gonna do. A common mistake here is when people get into a side plank mm -hmm. position. They reach out too far like this. Gotcha. This could be stressful on the shoulder. Try to keep a straight line gotcha. from your shoulder to your elbow. Right. And what you're going to do, pop one foot on top of the other. Right. Elevate your hips. Right. Okay. Now from here, you can just simply place one hand on top of your hip. But what I want you to focus on is keeping your abs braced tightly uh, the entire time. My six pack. And your glutes. All right. So we're uh, you looking like a Kardashian the by the end of this episode. All right. Wait, hold on. But, wait a minute. Not, <laughs> not the Kardashians that you know, but. Kardashians. The Kardashians. Okay. I was talking to Kardashians. <laughs> well, Good point. It's, like Kardashian. it's important to be different. I don't even want to look like a Kardashian. <laughs> 
So from here, gotcha. one foot on top of the other. Elevate, try to keep your spine from your head to your tailbone in gotcha. a straight line. You don't want to start doing this. All right. Hand here, abs tight, glutes tight. Let's All give right, it a shot. It. The money makers and the money. All right, Mike. I, do you need to take out your sweatshirt or anything? You're good? Go to hell. Okay. <laughs> because like a Vulcan, you're keeping all of that tension inside. Gotcha. Right. There you go. There you go. So bring your hips up and forward just a bit. Really squeeze your butt. Wow. There you go. Abs are tight here. They Flex. sure are. There you go. And then you're going to breathe too. Try oh, to make do sure I have to breathe? Don't forget you to have breathe. have to breathe too. You're not in an airlock. I don't breathe. want to touch your Kardashian. <laughs> your, uh, keep your glutes on. <laughs> <laughs> My glutes on point. There you nice. Go. You look good. And then, uh, you know, usually to balance it out, you would do the other side. Of, yeah. Uh, but I, I was impressive. You don't see my ass. So well, I mean, we do. That's why. That's part of the benefits of well, some of these uh, exercises. There so there you go. That's. Nice a, job, but when you get to so do much. both sides, you do the the Vulcan side and the human side. Uh, yes. Like Spock. I like that. Good job. Thank you. Now, what are we gonna have I Ming thought. do? Oh, I mean, uh, I can I can jump in. Uh, I think you should do. If you want, yeah, well, sure. Ming, Ming is like the ultimate yogi, from what I hear. That's uh, you know that I mean where my the rumors have been greatly greatly exaggerated. But I've, been, I've been in a yoga class or two. Yeah. Do you have okay, anything yeah. con related? Because that would be awesome. Oh, con as in con. as in uh, as in like Ricardo Montalban. Yes. I don't think we've got anything specifically or, con related. Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, Benedict I think Cumberbatch. that that was a it's um, a faux pas right there. But that's okay. That's okay. Oh, you know, speaking of um, Renee. Oh, he's in. He's, oh, nice. In there, yeah. It's a nice little tribute to him. That's mm -hmm. great. Um, you could do air launches. Air launches. Yeah. All right. Airlock launches. Airlock launches. Airlock launches, Ming. All right. We got the camera up here. Beautiful. All right. We'll do a. Um, I'll give you okay. your color commentary. Okay. Oh, okay. So these are like uh, these are like locusts in yoga. So uh, yes. I'll, I'll face this way. Face yes, please do, Ming. So arms back, right? Pull your arms back and try to elevate your chest, elevate your feet off the floor, and you're just gonna hold in that position. There you go. Simple as that. And I'm watching my way out of an airlock. Yeah. Yeah. This actually looks like the J. Jonah Jameson where you're supposed to scream. Nice job. Parker! Get me Spider-Man pictures! I was launched out of the airlock like Spock's casket and at the end of Star Trek 2. True, or right. into another airlock. And, never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could nerd you out, but it's. Um, did you face hard. any challenges writing this book? Uh, were there you know, maybe maybe an exercise you wanted to get in there? I was like, oh, maybe this won't work. You know, this. Or um, did your maybe your publisher was like, eh, I don't know if this is going to work, and maybe something you really wanted in there? No, I think the publisher was pretty okay. I think I actually wanted more complicated things than. Chris thought should be in there. Yeah, I wanted to keep this really simple okay. as far as exercises because, mm -hmm. you know, a, a lot of times there might be a fitness program that's out there or something where, you know, people are reading all these different coaching cues and whatnot, but it become, becomes very complicated. So we wanted to really just focus on the basic fundamental human movement patterns, how we could load them and how we could progress them safely and appropriately. Right. Yeah. That's cool. And when, when, uh, what was the best part about writing this book? 
uh, when it was over. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that it usually is. That's that how I kind of feel when the money book. started rolling in. Oh yeah. <laughs> When's that going to happen? I that's, that would be that's up well, to you. Hold on, uh, I did check the. Uh, I, I hear you've been having. It's on Amazon right now, yeah. uh, as well. I'm sure all major major booksellers, Wherever Barnes books and Noble. Yeah. Um, but uh, I hear it's been doing pretty well. It came out December third. And uh, the rankings have been very good. The rankings like been great, really good. actually. Yeah, yeah. It was named one of the best books of December by Amazon. That, oh, so, nice. Well, see? I mean, that's better than, the, that's better than the Oprah Book Club, from what I hear. So, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That was pretty great. That, that was a, that was a huge surprise. Great. And so wait, it's yeah. the Jesus. What the ninth? Is it the ninth yeah. today? So it's been yeah, it came out a yeah. week ago, right? Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, a week tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 a congratulations. Thanks. That's Thanks. amazing. It's fantastic. Best book for December. Damn, and December ain't even over yet. New year, new so. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was gonna ask you two gentlemen. You two, you're big Star Trek fans. Uh, out of I, out of everybody, Voyager, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, the originals, the movies. Uh, who would you say was in the best shape? Best shape. Yeah. Ooh. Oh wow. And you can choose from anybody. Chris Pine. Uh, Chris Pine's in pretty good shape. He is in good shape. But I would I would have to say that it would be Spock, wouldn't wouldn't you? Which Spock? Uh, I would say Leonard Nimoy or <laughs> back even, then. Yeah, yeah. Back then he was because he he was super. Well, strong. Like, I mean, we saw him beat a computer module that was steel into yeah. like silly putty. Yeah. So he was he was pretty jacked. He was okay. semi superhuman strength. Mm-hmm. Okay, not Superman level, but I mean Spider Man level certainly. Vulcan okay. physiology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, Sulu had his shirt off during that fencing scene. Of course he did. He probably had 0% body fat. So, so yeah, Sulu would probably be, and um, that's the original Sulu, but yeah. the Sulu from the movies. Yeah. Um, John Cho. John Cho. John Cho. Um, I mean, he did Interstellar, uh, or was it like anti-grav fencing? So, yeah. Damn, he was pretty jacked too. So, yeah. but I think um, Ricardo Montalban. Oh, yes, hey. with the fake chest, with the fake chest. Yes, so that's been you know, confirmed. We were never fake chest. Yeah. We were never able to either deny or confirm that that was a fake chest. I don't think we ever will. And that no one is talking. Yeah, because we we actually asked a couple of people who might be in the know and they're like i'm not talking <laughs> not saying yeah it's like squat. an omerda uh like mob yeah. thing like they Seriously, don't talk yeah. we don't we we'll don't... find jimmy hoffa before we find <laughs> out yeah we're not yeah. gonna read on the the effects crew from uh, Star Trek <laughs> and, and i'm like it, it's gotta be because he was uh in his late 50s at that point oh yeah and that was an amazing set of Pecs. Yeah. I mean, he, good he for was, him. He was jacked. Yeah, I got a lot of catching up to do here. So, okay. You see, it's in the future, Chris. It's in the future. Okay. <laughs> things happen. Did that just new supplements? Is, this is from me, and this is me nerding out about Star Trek. Chekhov never was not in the Space Seed episode. He was not. He was not. Yet he recognized Khan. Yep. And Khan said, I never forget the face. Mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to assume that he was there, just not on the bridge. I just walking through the hallway. We're supposed to, but I don't think that he would have gotten all 437 faces down to memory. Well, eugenics and all that. Well, of course, yeah. He so, did Chris, have, I have it pulled up. This was the superior mind. I believe he was, what, 50, what, four? He's 55 or 56 okay, at this, this is point, from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Chris. Oh, look at that. And like um, Zillow over there. And we're like, wow, he's you know, this is pre or post Fantasy Island. This is uh, maybe even during uh, during even Fantasy during, Island. During yes. Fantasy yeah. Island. So he's he tasks you know, he's, me. He's Mr. Rourke, but he uh yeah, this is what he looked like. We're like, wow man, guy's in great shape. 
But the rumors are going around this is a fake chest. Okay. And it's hot. It's, it's, it's <laughs> how old is that guy? He's 55. 55 right there. in 55? this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's a, he's Latin American, I believe. So, you know, he maybe he's, he, Although just, he was also in Spy Indian. Kids. That's, okay. that's you had to watch Spy Kids. Uh, I never saw no. Spy Kids. Oh, bummer. Oh, yeah, I'm the worst. You're, I know. You're just like kicking every, <laughs> kicking all the uh, the fandoms asses. Sorry. But the uh, you know the the the, the rumors are like, oh man, that ain't real, his real chest. That's too. That's uh, he's 55. There's no way. But there's some people who are like, no man, he went out, he worked out, he he, he was dedicated to the role. Well, based on those that, those pictures there, mm-hmm. I I could say that it's possible that that's his real chest. Okay, it's possible. It's possible as a uh, as a professional as a as professional a, seen yeah. a lot of pecs yeah peck gauger who has pecs <laughs> that, that's a uh, they, that they could be real uh-huh. yeah I was working out with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> we uh we've met uh, George Takei a number of times at Comic Con isn't he the greatest guy he's a, he really what is a him and his husband yeah. Brad are two of the most uh, uh, just genuine nicest people on the earth yeah um, but I know um, we did a panel with him. Uh, we moderated his panel in uh, in Miami one year, uh-huh. and uh, he was like, "Hey Ming, I'm gonna be at the gym tomorrow morning at seven o'clock. Uh, you know, are you gonna join me?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I will." And I didn't join him. So I was in Miami, <laughs> oh. and he saw me the next day, and he was like, D-, he shook his head. He's like, "Dude, <laughs> you were supposed to. You said you were gonna be there. Yeah, you're gonna be there <laughs> at six a.m. Yeah, uh-huh. there's a reason he's uh, what in the seventies, eighties. Right? Is he in his eighties? Yeah, I think and so, he yeah. looks." Fantastic is because he He's, works out every oh day. My, oh yeah. my, Ming. That's we were awesome. out drinking we were on last night. together. Yeah. And he was at the gym every day. Wow. In the morning. Yeah. Eight just, years old. Just working out with regular people. Yeah. And this dude was out I, drinking the night before. I, he was weightlifting, you I know, was, two ounces at a yeah, time. Two ounces at a time. <laughs> Gentlemen, a finger at a time. That was what I was lifting. Yeah. I uh, so I think he would appreciate this book. I don't. He may have seen it already. I, I don't. Have you gotten any word? Have any cast members? Uh, not are they aware yet. of your book? Not yet. Um, you know, it just came out, so usually they see it eventually. Mm. Um, I guess the people on the cruise will see it. You know, um, Leonard Nimoy got a copy of Fun with Kirk and Spock. Yeah. Oh wow. And he emailed me. Oh my no god, that's kidding. great to thank me for it and it was i've got it framed above my desk it was I, of course it was great did. i like looked at the email i was like i got dizzy it was it was crazy. yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's amazing for the second book it was on press the day he died so we were able to literally go stop the presses and we put in a special dedication oh that's great oh, that, okay oh, wow, wow. Cool. Wow. I, that, I yeah, mean it was really important that's uh, of he course was such a mensch like he did not have to take the time out of his no. day to email me like, right who the hell am i um, You're the guy that was it. talking about him. And yeah. you know what? From what I understand, he was super into the fandom. Yeah. He was the, the you know, uh, Kirk, when he did that whole Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. remember the, you know, get a job, get a life, yeah. move out of your parents' basement. He took so much shit for that, like insane amounts. And he, it was all a joke. He's like, I don't feel this way mm-hmm. about fandom because he truly loved it. And a lot of people, like, you've obviously seen Galaxy Quest and, you yes. know, then, duh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of That's people. That's a movie. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you for confirming. <laughs> a lot of people um, assume that um, Tim Allen's character was based on Shatner. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Shatner's also been like one of those guys who loves his fans too, but Nimoy took it, Mister Nimoy. Pardon me, because honest to God, you, if you talk about him, it should have the reverence. Oh yeah, because you know, he, like you said, he's a mensch. Yeah, you, so. you never 
ever hear a bad story about Leonard Nimoy. No. no. Ever. No. From cast to crew to fans. I mean, he was just universally mm -hmm. beloved. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. So uh, some, uh, I, I, and I love the names of a lot of the exercises. There's the uh, the Klingon triple, triple twists, Chekhov's Cossack squats, uh, uh, Jeffrey's tube climbers, the Wesley <laughs> crunchers. Um, do you have one that's a favorite name-wise? Uh, that you're I, like, man, that was pretty good. I do like the reverse Wesley crunchers. Um, because I have trouble doing crunches, right? So Chris taught me how to do a reverse crunch. Right, with the yeah, the and uh, any boy genius knows the way to solve any problem is just reverse the polarity. Oh yeah, duh, so right? It makes sense to do a reverse Wesley <laughs> crunch. Look at that. Yeah. He's very clever, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have you met him? Have you met um, Will? Will? Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's the nicest guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like guys like him. That you know, they go to fan conventions, they go to Star Trek conventions. But he'll back it up. He's a he's a geek. He's not oh. just there, uh, you know, to get a paycheck and uh, yeah. just sit there and no, collect he was money. Incredibly down to earth, yeah. and no, he was great. He was the uh, he did uh, Ernest Klein's uh, audio version of Ready Player One. Uh -huh. He read that. That was to me. I'm like, I love this, and I've I listened to that like at least once every six months. Uh -huh. So and he's mentioned in the book. So when you hear him read the book and he gets to his own name, he's like, and. Will Wheaton, yeah. <laughs> Will Wheaton, or, yeah, or however it's pronounced. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on the book. Uh, I hope you saw many, many more copies. Uh, we're gonna need one in here, of course. Uh, is um, is there a right or wrong way to use the book? Uh, is it written in a way you, you know you go through it sequentially? Yeah, you don't um, use it as uh, you know, like a chair leg, right? Not a doorstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, um, yeah. or a coaster. Is it. it written in a certain order? I think uh, maybe the stretch. You, you know, you kind of warm up. In the beginning, is it uh, kind of in that order? Yeah, I think Chris was really insistent that it was divided up between conditioning, upper body, lower body, core. Yeah, we wanted to break it up so you just it's just simple to to read it that way, where you see, okay, this is upper body dominant, this is lower okay. body dominant. We could use this as a conditioning tool. We yeah. could also use it as a warm up. So we wanted to break it down like that to to keep it simple for everybody. Right, and uh, and there is a nutrition section in there, which uh, which uh, I know you probably had a. I don't. I, I'm thinking you had a little bit to do with, if not yeah. everything, because you can work out as much as you want, but if you're eating cheese 24 seven, you're not going to see the the kind of changes you think <laughs> right. you're going to see. And if you read it, you also see very simple uh, nutrition tips in there that you mm -hmm. could start applying, like just cutting out processed, refined sugars yep. and yep. flours, and even artificial sweeteners, and just going more towards single ingredient whole foods. I mean, it's as simple as you can get. You know, so lean sources of protein doesn't matter if you're predominantly plant based or if you do eat animal sources yep. or if you follow for for those of you who are more you know keto based. It doesn't matter. The the most important principle there is that you you base it around earth-grown nutrients right so single ingredient whole foods and that's pretty a pretty simple approach for anybody it doesn't not you don't have to start counting calories you don't have to start doing all that stuff and confusing yourself very simple fruits vegetables lean sources of proteins whatever those are for you mm -hmm. and uh yeah just cut out cut out a lot of the processed stuff most of the time yeah ming yes no romulan ale for you no romulan ale okay that's not yeah, on the, uh, the starfleet <laughs> yeah. diet okay sorry and brandy one, no no the one section um that chris was <clears throat> not particularly helpful on were the exercises for non-humanoid or non-corporeal Aliens. Okay. Oh, of course um, we not. Thought it was uh, important to that. Example. Uh, Horta shrugs. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, of course. And triple twists. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's amazing. I yeah. can see where the, the we wanted to make would... sure that you know there was something for everybody in this. Okay. Yeah. Damn straight. Yeah. You're, you're all right. You do need basic gravity. Yeah. For, okay. But yeah. Yeah. So That's now all. now get uh, just just a little deeper for any fans listening out there. Uh, do you have a favorite episode of Star Trek? Yes. 
God. I know. It's a tough question. That is a tough question. And or, it's also or, it's such it's such a softball question, but it's so it's it's like the easiest for the guy to ask. Yeah. Sure, but, but it's it the hardest a, for you. Right. It tells a lot it could potentially tell a lot about a person. And it tells a lot about him and his interview style. <laughs> yeah. Like, here, I'm gonna let you do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a mock time in the original series. Okay. Because uh, you got to see Vulcan and where Spock was coming from and all that sort of hidden danger. Um, encountered Farpoint for TNG. I okay. That's, that's a pretty good one. Um, the last episode of Discovery, I thought was pretty amazing what they were able to do with it. I haven't, I've only seen uh, season one. Oh. Yeah, I know. I highly recommend season I've two. I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the short treks? No. They're great. I know. Well, <laughs> I, I just got Disney Plus, and my wife will kill me if I get another streaming service. Oh, the CBS one. Yeah. Oh man. Try it free for we a have, month. And I did. And then and then, oh, you did. So you. I already used, your used free up, month already. I, I used up my get out of jail card. <laughs> uh, do you, are any of the do, you, do you any of the movies stand out for you out of the many many movies that have uh, come out? Con. Uh, Con. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's my <laughs> absolute favorite. Um, and the reboot. How did you feel about the J.J. Um, Abrams? What what he did with that? You I know, mean, I, I think every director has their little stamp mm -hmm. on it. Um, I think of the three, I prefer the third one. Was that Into Darkness or Beyond? I always get them confused. Uh, I think it was the third one was Beyond. Beyond, yeah, yeah, because it was Star Trek Into Darkness and then Beyond, which was and then Beyond, yeah, very very odd. It had a very strange flavor to it yeah i mean it felt more like a star trek episode exactly which i appreciated um they premiered it at san diego comic-con and it was a month after anton died okay yeah anton yellow jim yeah and then just a little bit after nimoy had passed mm. too so you've got two thousand people watching this movie with a full orchestra you know the music is swelling. The the you're under the stars. It was just an incredible. Yeah, the emotions are flowing. It's great. Uh, it's a one of a kind. It was great. Uh, Plus, it was experience. just a damn good movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought that's amazing. Yeah. Um, are you working on anything right now? I know you you've worked on a lot of cool properties. Uh, not just Star Trek, but yeah. Steven Universe. Yeah. Um, Bob's Burgers, which is one of my favorite cartoons. Uh -huh. uh, is there anything you're working on right now? Yeah, I've got some. You know Bob Ross. Yes. The, the painter. Sure. So um, the first Bob Ross picture book just came out. Bob Ross and Peapod the Squirrel. Wow. He paints a little portrait for Peapod. Um, I've got a Bob Ross cookbook coming out. Oh my god! <laughs> and a creativity journal. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, two projects that are picture books that I can't really talk. Okay, about no yet, problem. We'll but wait for them. Be super exciting. Awesome. And uh, you know, you're always welcome to come back. Yeah, when you can right. talk, talk about, about it, come them. on back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think uh, we I think would you love guys that. Like this one. Cool. I have a question. Why Bob Ross? I love Bob Ross. Okay, He's just because so you love him. Yeah, Why okay, not Bob awesome, Ross? awesome. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, Bob Ross the man. My father used to make me watch that with him all the time. He's, my father's so my father's like a real from Newark, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. He's 67, so you know the type of guy, right? He used to say, "Hey, can I curse on the show?" Yeah, well, I, yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, yeah. Welcome to the shared universe. He's, yes. Hey, Christopher. Sit down. You got to watch this fucking guy. He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and and I used to, I was like probably eight years old. I said, wow, yeah. this guy is amazing. You know, the pretty little tree coming out of nowhere. And, and I was like, no, he's fucking amazing. Yeah. You're, not, you're not listening to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. I would watch him every day after school and mm -hmm. it would just like totally bliss me out. And during my day job, I work for a publishing company too. Um, so I published some Bob Ross books there and coloring mm -hmm. books and calendars. 
um, and I'm, I'm I just wrote a Bob Ross Guide to Life. Oh, that's book. cool. Um, I was never exposed to Bob Ross as a kid. For me, my father used to me, hey, kid, come here. Look at this fucking guy. And it was the Galloping <laughs> Gourmet. Okay. So I'm like. Oh, oh and uh, then you turned into a chef. And so I, I ended oh, up yeah. as a chef. So yeah, you know, how much better my life could have been if I watched that fucking no. guy. It's all PBS. It's all good. I, um, I, I think in this, you know, the outside world is very cruel. It's a messed up world out there. And then, you know, you got Bob Ross. Oh, he's painting happy little trees and his calming voice. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah. Or you focus on everyone can escape, you know, you can escape through Bob Ross's amazing paintings. Yeah. Everyone loves Bob. No doubt. You had Bob, yeah. you, and you had Starfleet. Starfleet, yeah. yeah, it's horrible out there, but Starfleet's there to back you up. There's yeah. hope. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course. And, you know, you get your piece of the action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Is well, that your favorite episode? No, but I did love that. That's It's it's good because I it had mean, Vic Payback in it. I, yeah, no, City on the Edge of Forever was mine. I loved Edith Keeler. Uh, I mean, <laughs> although it was really weird that she was talking about starships and atomic fusion and you know in front of a bunch of drunks who just wanted yeah. a bowl of soup yeah. so that's that to me was, and that's why she had to die and that's why she had to die yeah. <laughs> awesome well rob thank you so much Thanks for uh yes, continue rob. success with the book and everything else you did Thanks. chris thank you for coming down chris You're thank welcome. you for setting this all up uh yeah you know, absolutely is, absolutely it's my pleasure it's, uh you know a random call on a cold friday night or a thursday night or, or whatever night that was and uh yeah no and i'm glad to have you in here so and uh this was great thanks yes and uh yeah if you, anything else you write out we would love to hear about it awesome yeah thank you thank you so much and uh yeah, thank you. Grab it on Amazon. Grab it wherever books are sold. Uh, Star Trek Body by Starfleet, a fitness guide, everybody. Thank you. Rob Perlman, everybody. <laughs>